Greetings, Sapiens. This is Chance Gilliam, welcoming you to the Chance by Chance podcast. Our guest today is one of the most creative people I know. He's a young man with a truly unique mind. Over the years, his use of systems and experiments have greatly inspired my own. We both attended St. Paul Conservatory for Performing Artists, and as a product of that, have worked together on a number of shows, beginning in school and continuing now hereafter. You may know him as Nathaniel J. Davis, but he is now Bartholomew Presby. And in this interview, we discuss that transformation, along with the projects he's currently spearheading. Ultimately, Bart is a fascinating guy and a person that I'm proud to call my friend. All of the links he shares will be available to you in the show notes of this episode. Please give them a look afterward and offer whatever support you can to the goals he's pursuing. But for now, just open your ears, open your hearts, your minds, and enjoy my conversation with Ballad 11 founder, Bartholomew Presby. Flying over mountains, singing a song that your ancestors taught you long before you were born to this world in which people will come for you only to shoot you right down to the ground where I am will retreat you and bring you to his master. And the master will cheer at this wondrous disaster. And the next thing you know, you're served on a table and you are unable to cry for your mother. Say, Lavi, take care when you're shot in your backyard. Everything you do is a shame Cause every life you've ever lived And to say in the same, the same Welcome to the show. Thank you. Tell me about this name change, Bartholomew. So, for a while I was going as Nathaniel, and for a while I mean like 19 years. Um, <laughs> for a while. I'd always been like a very quiet, reserved kind of dude. There were so many things that I'd stop myself from doing, and eventually, like, just this past year or so, I came to a point where things turned around, and now I'd be like, I consider myself more of an extrovert than an introvert. I've, like, started a business and, like, I'm just getting myself out there in such a way that is, like, a complete night and day change from who I used to be. And so I felt like the name change worked really well with that. Yeah, you need a new identity for the new person that you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the business. We're talking Ballad 11. Yeah. Explain it for those who don't know. About Eleven uh, is a company about recording and performance and uh, art and bringing all that into alternate spaces. Like, I'm not ever going to record About Eleven uh, projects in a studio. It's always going to be, like, in someone's house or, like, outside or on a train, maybe, if that's what it calls for. Yeah. Um, and then performances also. Like, uh, the first one that we had with Ballad 11 was the Unplugged show with um, Happy Children, you, Early Eyes, and myself. 
Um, and that was just like in a backyard. Everyone was unplugged. And for the most part, like all the bands were usually bands that played electric. Um, and so that was pretty, pretty cool. And there was a gallery there too, which like was in a garage, which you don't usually see galleries in. And like every once in a while you see them, a gallery in a garage. But I wanted to make that experience more like official and like organized so that things were clean and the artists could actually like get exposed and stuff. I'm so glad there's been this resurgence of music and visual art. You did it. Um, I mean, Orca Tribe has been doing that. They pair so nicely together and always have. But it seems like right now a lot of people in our circle are like catching on to that and starting to implement it. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's always sad when you see a great album with like perfect music on it. And then, like, the cover art you just don't want to have. It's, like, <laughs> I, I've always been one who, like, thought of projects as a whole. Like, if you look at um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, hmm. like, that cover art is so good. And it really fits the album, too, with, like, all those people and, like, the Beatles all dressed in their bright clothing uh, on the front. Yeah, <laughs> that, that makes me think about something I heard... Justin Spooner maybe mm. talk about I think he actually wrote about this one day he like whipped out this little book that he had written because I asked him <laughs> about writing a book and he was like oh here's one that I wrote just pulled it out of his pocket um but it was about how we don't really pay attention to when art begins or stops mm. so for example you might think that the experience of an album starts when you hit play but wait, what if it starts with seeing the album cover or like walking into the store to get it or finding it online? And what if it doesn't end when you press stop? What if it ends when it stops, you know, being stuck in your head? Do you have any thoughts on that? Take it wherever you want. Um, I've always loved albums that work very well as a whole. Like, for example, Bob Dylan's Bringing It All Back Home. That album was like his transition from acoustic to electric. It was like half acoustic songs, half electric songs. And... Uh, the cover art on front was Dylan in like a slightly staged room with a cat and it really brought on this like new era uh, of his music and another example of a great album that was just like a whole piece instead of just like a whole bunch of sing singles was 2112 by Rush because that like side one is just one really epic song and the front cover is just really beautiful and the way that it's a whole bunch of Rush's images that they are known for but put in a way that's like it's sort of a future dystopian opera just as 2112 side one of the album is and what about your own life hmm. I follow you on Instagram oh, yeah. you have multiple pages on Instagram and they're all fascinating in that you have seemed to bridge your personal life to your artistic life and you know they very well may be intertwined at this point so it's all the same thing but how do you look at uh, sharing what you do it seems like you've made yourself like this experiment also you're like hey here's yeah. everything that I'm doing like showing how you're living in your car and things like that are you trying to uh, promote a specific me message or anything with that I've always thought of it and as a term, like if I ever read a book, I'll call it artful living. Because um, I don't think that art has to stop when you go out of the space. Like when I was in theater for a long time, there was like the, the theater was a sacred space. 
but then after that you go home and you do your lunch and whatever it was and that never really clicked to me when I was in the theater so I'd like get out of the theater and then I'd still like be sort of in character but like in the back of my mind it was like my teacher was telling me like oh don't eat like let it go after you're out of the space but I felt like if that art was constantly present or that character was constantly present in some way it built so much more and like when I was um writing music for a show called Per Gint that like came home with me and then came back and it's like influenced things that I've done since then and had that sort of constant stream of creativity I think it it can possibly well it very likely can be um a way to wear yourself out uh in a sense where it's like if you're constantly doing art then you'll like sort of burn out creatively but having that sort of high power kind of thing yeah it's really hard to explain i'm still trying to figure out words for it but i don't think art should like going back to what i said initially i don't think art should stop once you're out of the space i think it should keep on going. hey it doesn't have to power down either you could just power straight through you know like what if you just kept thinking about it and you reprogrammed your brain you don't burn out but you totally change the way that you look at things that's the other side of it like i looked back at my instagram like you mentioned like my Instagram is really much an illustration of how I live. Yeah. Um, live action journal. Live action journal for sure. And uh, when I was looking back at it, I just sort of realized how that stream all came together and kept on moving forward. And like, like you were talking about just a second ago, it's it's sort of mind blowing for me looking back at it. But it's pretty cool. <laughs> so taking Instagram which is a social media platform. I want to talk about other media. Um, I, I just started using this question, but I really like it. How do you source and consume your media, just in terms of staying up to date with things politically on a national or local level, um, or news in the arts, uh, and you know anything that surfaces, how do you like keep up with, with things like that? Um, when it comes to like, music a lot of times uh spotify is one of the ways that i keep up with it because they have their like new releases i listen to like snippets of like every album that comes up for the new releases to see what i like and sometimes i find something that i'm like yeah this is great um and when it comes to like politics or the world um i really it it really finds me where right now i'm looking a lot at just like the meat and like animal product industry Hmm. and it sort of just came into my life very organically Um, (laughs) (laughs) but but I've been like it's been on my radar a lot more even though like all the news was out there and happening and it just in a certain way um, like I was exposed to it since it wasn't something that was in the front of my mind I wasn't seeing it as much and then when it comes to say things like um, politics or whatnot, when something like comes to my mind and then I see it just like when you get a car and then you're like oh there's my car like all over the place <laughs> it's one of those kind of situations hmm. and looking at a, a few specific individuals that are probably significant parts of your media diet the holy trinity 
Ah, yes. Let's hear about uh, the significance of that. So, um, the Holy Trinity for me is Bob Dylan, Jack White, and Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson doesn't really come up much in the media because he died in the 1930s. Uh, But, like, his influence in blues is always there, and, like, I'm always finding things that, like, oh, wow, he was doing that. And, like, just his whole persona and the fact that, like, the legend around him where he went off and was horrible at playing guitar and then, like, came back all of a sudden and was great. And, like, legend goes that he sold his soul to the devil and, like, that's why he died at 27. And there's the 27 Club for you. 27 Club. Um, And so he comes up every once in a while, like, in blues and, like, his spirit and the music and everything. And then uh, Bob Dylan, I'm always interested in what he's up to recently, especially because he went without releasing music for a while, and he started, like, two years ago doing it more and more and more. Um, And it's sort of contrasting, like, where he started from where he is now, because things are a lot slower than, like, when he was younger, understandably. Like, you see Leonard Cohen, like, his music got slower, too as he got older um but the big uh source of intake right now is like jack white and everything he's doing because he started third man records and um, him and i have a very similar philosophy when it comes to making music i never think it should be like easy to play guitar like all my guitars i set up to be like a little higher action than um a professional guitar tech would generally set up a guitar just because you can hear the struggle in a song like if a guitar is really easy to play you can hear it as easy to play but it will have a different feel and a different soul to it so when it comes down to it I get like soul for my music from Robert Johnson and then like a voice from Bob Dylan and a um, a feeling from Jack White and like I'm constantly listening to all three of them uh, between listening to other things too. What you said about raising the action on your guitar makes me think about another thing I once heard you say which is that you'll intentionally pack your backpack so that it's really heavy oh, yeah. and you can walk with that struggle through the day uh, what other parameters do you set up in your life for those sorts of experiments? Well, recently, uh, I moved into my car. Hey, there you go. <laughs> going to school. Um, and, like, being in a confined space and not having room for a lot of things really, like, puts you in a place where you have to think a lot more. And it, that really exercises your brain. And when it came to, like, packing my backpack really heavy, that was all about like physical strength like I could run upstairs when I didn't have my backpack on it it would just be like pretty easy Hmm. but have when you don't need to be like really fast or really like efficient in something having that being a moment of work and like building yourself up just like art for living when I was talking about earlier having that constant stream of art like building you Hmm. um, it's all about not I don't really take breaks too often, which is, um, I'm, like, going up north in, like, a week, or less than a week now, and that's going to be sort of a break, and then the week after that is more of a break where I'm, like, not going to be doing 
a lot of work uh, because I do believe in breaks are important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot a lot of things I do are just to make myself better in some way that makes sense to me. One thing at a time, too, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you're always trying something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone came to you tomorrow and asked, Nathaniel, Bartholomew, rather, mm-hmm. Bartholomew, I am uh, starting an organization. Not really sure what it is, but I'm intrigued by performances in unconventional spaces, DIY music, a nomadic lifestyle. Just given everything that you've mm-hmm. experienced in the last year or so, getting this all going for yourself, um, what would you say that might make the, uh, the process of creation easier for other people? I'd say don't worry about what you're supposed to do because there's so many little paths and plans set out for you by, like, be it the educational system or your parents or television. And, like, in reality, those are just templates that worked for some people. Like, I didn't go to college straight out of high school um, because... I didn't feel like it's what I needed. And now I'm going to be going to the U of M studying art, music, and business in a Bachelor of Individualized Studies program. But that's all going towards the goal of being able to run a business and being able to uh, have that knowledge to make things successful and flourish. Where if I find after my freshman year that I have enough knowledge and enough skills to bring myself to a new level uh, as far as business is concerned say and know how to like balance bank accounts and whatnot mm. I don't even know if that's a term at this point <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, I don't see myself going for a degree I see myself going for the knowledge that I'll get in the classes yeah mm-hmm. I, I like that because you, you can probably I mean let me know definitely down the road but it seems like you might be able to monitor it a little bit better yeah. I mean at community colleges for instance when you're just paying for each class uh, that's more specialized and you can say what you will about community colleges mm-hmm. um, but at, at, yeah at a university there's this like mandatory four years minimum that you fill with something no matter what it is and kind of hone in on it as you go along but I like the idea of kind of picking and choosing and Mm-hmm. Just like seeing how you feel through all of it. Yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give to your 18-year-old self? I'd say... Probably just like... Love yourself, but don't do what other people tell you to do. Because I feel like self-love, really... That's been part of like my transformation in the past year and a half. Um, is just finding... like a way to feel passionate about myself and not just the projects I'm working on and then don't do what other people tell you to do because like people will tell you to like buy a house where (laughs) uh, that's just like confining you to the land in some way like you and I had talked about that a while ago where you didn't want to um, get a house necessarily because then like, you'd be out and about, but still paying that money. Yeah. Um, that's, like, an ongoing obligation. Yeah. I mean, renting is one thing, and that's, you know, a year, but then trying to buy a house. For sure. That's, like, a lifetime you'd be paying for that. And, like, that's what people always tell you to do, and there are so many things like that 
in the world right now where people are telling you to do this, do that, do this. Like, there's the Got Milk campaign, which is just, like, the government's way of, like, selling more milk because it's, like... In the long run, you can get those nutritions from different sources, but because the government's saying "got milk," like it all, like people are doing what the government tells them to do, and you don't have. To. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink milk, I take it. No. <laughs> uh, we love our dairy in America. Who are you impressed by in the community? I'm impressed. I really like Orca Tribe. What they're doing. Uh, the people who are part of the um, Best Wishes Gallery, like Justin and Murad and like that whole group of people as like young artists just getting out there and doing things. Um, Happy Children, Early Eyes, Why Not? I've been talking to them lately because I'm setting up a show on uh, pretty soon, um, August 27th, if this comes out before that. About 11. Well before that. Well yeah. before that. Well before yeah, that. Let's, let's get all the details in so, so people know. So, yeah, you can find me at 11th Life, at my friend Bart, and at Ballad 11 for personal music and Ballad 11 in that order. Uh, and Ballad 11 is Ballad underscore 11. Um, and that's where, like, you'll be able to find just events and everything. Uh, and then my friend Bart is where you'll be able to keep up with what I'm doing musically and then 11th Life you keep up with anything so like 11th Life is the main one to check out because I promote everything there and this show on this 27th people need to message you for the address right? yeah people should message me for the location because it's hard to find and also a public place and so I'm keeping (laughs) the down low as far as like putting the address out there everywhere it's you, yeah. why not? And there's a third band on the bill, right? Marmalade. Marmalade. Yeah. Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All unplugged. Go to the show, people. August Do 27th. It. You can message Nathaniel. Now Bartholomew. You can Bartholomew. message Bartholomew yeah. for all the details. 11th Life on Instagram. It's all connected from there. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit chancebychance.com. There, you can find more episodes, videos, and information about me, Chance Gilliam, as well as the sign-up to my mailing list and links to my social media profiles. At chancebychance.com forward slash support, you can contribute to the show in various fashions. A little bit goes a long way, and it's your support that makes this possible. Thank you.